Welcome to the Not All Better Show on radio and podcast. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and today is National Fitness and Health Day 2022. National Senior Health and Fitness Day is celebrated every year on the last Wednesday of May, that's today, as part of the Older American Month Activities. It's great. This is a great day. The day is commemorated by the Mature Market Research Center, a national level clearinghouse organization for older adults that's in collaboration with various nonprofit organizations and private NGOs, too. National Senior Health and Fitness Day is the largest health and wellness movement for seniors in the United States. It is high time that we explore the various options of physical activity available for our seniors and acknowledge the importance of nutrition and exercise for the prevention of ill health. A healthy diet boosts immunity and energy while regular exercise retains bone mass and lowers the risk of fractures as well as that of any other disease or condition. Helps with balance too. Today's guests will do just that. Explore fitness options, goals, and activities to keep you sharp, fit, and enjoying your lives. We will be talking Brina Joe, fitness expert and longtime Not Old Better Show contributor. This will be a great series of shows. Part one today, part two coming up immediately after, dedicated to a great activity and event. Please join me in welcoming senior fitness expert and longtime Not Old Better Show contributor, Sabrina Joe. Sabrina Joe, great to see you. I got you on camera here, so it's nice to catch up again. It's good to see you, and um, my best to you and your family. I hope everybody's well. We are well. Thanks, Paul. It's great to talk with you again. It's been a while, so it's good to be back. It has. <laughs> it is. It's always good to be back with you, and uh, I know you're super busy, and we're talking today about the National Senior Health and Fitness Day that's coming up May 25th. It's the quote-unquote from the website. They say it's the last Wednesday in May, so we're coming up to the last Wednesday in May, and you and I are talking on the last Friday here before that last Wednesday, if that'll make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking a little bit in anticipation of the event. Let's just talk generally. What, you know, if you're if you're thinking about senior fitness, what should some of our goals be? I mean, we we talk about this regularly, but I think sometimes they change and it's always good to get a little bit of a refresher. Yeah, I think the the most important things to consider if you're thinking about exercising and fitness as you age is the fact that exercise, or even let's just call it physical activity, because it doesn't have to be necessarily structured exercise, like people tend to think about it being kind of restrictive in a gym, you can only do this, it can just be more physical activity related. But those things that we can do to, to keep moving as we age, are definitely going to help with our physical and mental function. And so I like to remind people that, yes, being physically active is great for maintaining or even building muscle mass, which helps with strength and your mobility. Um, it's great to be active because it also helps your cardiovascular or cardiorespiratory systems really give you nice um, stamina so you can do things longer, things that you enjoy. Um, and then there's, of course, the whole balance aspect of being physically active, which helps people um, maintain their balance and, and helps reduce the risk of falling. Um, and then there's this wonderful psychological aspect to being physically active, too, that I think some people um, might not think about as much. But being ap active not only helps with brain health, but it helps with 
just your mood and, and how you think about, um, you know, your day it kind of sets a great tone for the rest of your day, I think. I think so, too. I, I For me, that might be the biggest part of it, certainly the health aspect of it, the, you know, just staying, you know, kind of trim and, and being, uh, you know, kind of having a, um, a physical sense is important. But that peace of mind, that um, endorphin, uh, happiness function to me, it it is a, a real benefit, and and so you've always said this. It's important to make exercise fun, and I think with that in mind, the happiness part of it, you really should concentrate on doing things that you enjoy, because I think that only leads to more happiness, and you just get these almost double benefits. Yeah, and and I do say, and I have said, <laughs> make exercise fun, and. And really fun is different for everyone because it's so subjective. And, and you could even play, replace the word fun with engaging or, or something that you feel really compelled to do. And if that means it's because, for example, you like working with equipment or if, um, you know, there are all kinds of fun things you can do with small pieces of exercise equipment that really add an element of play and fun to your exercise routine. Um, and, and for some people, that that really sparks joy. But it could also just be spending time outside in nature, um, something that I know I'm compelled to do. I really, even if it's just a walk around, you know, on a, on a on a concrete sidewalk. If I'm outside, I, I just come back refreshed, and I have kind of a different mindset about the day as I go about, you know, my my other tasks. So. Um, you know, fun's a great word to use. Joy's another word, just engaging. Anything that, while you're moving your body, you can really derive some kind of pleasure from. I really think it has that the multiple, you know, physical and mental benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun, engagement. I think that joy, those are all words that uh, certainly come to mind for me too. I I feel like I'm pretty self-motivated to do it, and I feel like those around me can kind of catch that motivation a little bit. But what advice do you have for kind of keeping, you know, our families motivated to exercise and maybe to do it together? Because I think that's a big part of this. You kind of exercise a little bit in a group and you really have a better support system for kind of keeping yourself going, especially on those days where you're not quite feeling the motivation. You know, Paul, you you really, I don't know if you planned this question, but it really <laughs> aligns nicely with my PhD research that I'm doing. And yeah, and so good. No, I didn't think about it, but I just, you know, well, let me just stop you real quick. I got to say, congratulations, Sabrina and Joe. Since you and I have gotten to know each other, you have been working hard on this PhD. Yeah. You're going to defend it soon. I'm so thrilled for you and congratulations again, but please tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, thank you so much. And it really does answer your question. So it's it's a great time. Yeah, good. Um, and so what I've been studying is something called the motivational climate, which is is the the environment in which people exercise and how it how they perceive that it makes them feel. And what I've found is that and even specifically in older adults, is if if we can feel the the needs fulfilled, these needs are autonomy competence and relatedness. If we can f- feel that those things are being met, then we are much more intrinsically or internally motivated to keep coming back and continue that. And so autonomy just means you've got a personal choice, you're doing it of your own volition and you have options and you you know execute those options and you feel like you're in control of 
of your, you know, exercise movements or program. And then competence just means like you feel confident that you can actually execute these tasks. Like you've got the skill to do it. And when you're in that sweet spot, when you're in an exercise program that is really um, allowing you to build your skills and gain competency, that is another great internal motivator. And then finally, relatedness was what you touched on, um, being active with people that you care about, important others. The research really shows that if you can find, um, whether it's one person or a group of people, that social connection that you're doing something physically active together with another or others, that really um, speaks a lot to your intent to continue, to commit, to keep coming back. And that's exactly what I've been researching. And um, you know, my my dissertation will just add more to that that literature. But yeah, that's that's what we've been finding. So um, you're absolutely right. That social component is a big part of that. I think that's so important. I think we we sometimes think of exercise as being almost done in isolation, but it it isn't. It 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 matters to others. And I think being part of a group adds a sense of community. It, it, it Maybe that's the relatedness, but I just, I feel almost a connection to people. And that gives me uh, great joy too. It's really wonderful. Yeah. There's something about our psychology that really just um, aligns with moving with other people because you're, you're in this group or maybe it's just with another person, but it's almost like you've got this common goal, even if it's just to walk around the block and you're doing it together and you're moving and then you're experiencing that social connection. And so those are the kinds of things that I always recommend to um, people who want to get more involved or feel more committed to their exercises is get other people that you care about and that care about you involved so you can do it together. Again, congrats on your progress with your your doctorate, your dissertation. Uh, just all the best to you on this. You know, we've had a tough couple of years with regard to fitness and isolation, the lockdown, the fitness industry has suffered. Getting outside is certainly important, I think, especially since we've all been kind of cooped up a little bit. What are some of the other fitness trends that you've seen emerge kind of post-COVID? Yeah, well, there's... There's a trend on wearable tech that that's been around for a few years and that doesn't seem to be going away. Um, and people just really like to monitor and track their, you know, their health and fitness, um, you know, measurables. And so I, I feel like if you're into that kind of thing, if you're into wearing some type of smart watch and, and understanding those metrics, that can be something that is enjoyable for people to do. Um, and then the, you mentioned the isolation the last couple of years. And so what has happened is that we've we've really started to accumulate a lot of home exercise equipment. And that, you know, for the most part, that was being used during the pandemic um, and and to to you know to good outcomes. And that tends to still be a trend. And but what we're noticing also is that outdoor activities in groups tends to be something that is really making a, a, you know, showing a surface trend because there, if you, if you can find a group of people that are like-minded that you want to go on um, an organized hiking trip with, or, you know, walking around the neighborhood or even a, a group bicycle ride, 
those things can be done safely and effectively outdoors in small groups, regardless of what's going on with, um, you know, COVID spikes in your area. <laughs> those are things that you can still, you know, ostensibly do. And it, they, some, they tend to be something that it doesn't matter what's going on with the, the, the pandemic situation. So I think for those reasons, um, those outdoor activities are really showing a strong trend. So what that means is you, you can probably look in your own communities for groups that have formed around things that you might enjoy trying or that you know that you already enjoy doing. So if, if that means um, you know, group organized walks or hikes or, or cycling around the city or, or your town, I think it's something worth looking into if you're, if you're looking for that group connection um, or organize your own small group with <laughs> members of your own family or your friends. I just think it's, um, it's a really nice thing that, that we can start to experience again um, in the company of others after we were somewhat isolated for the last few years. Well, great. Well, Sabrina Joe, thank you so much for your time today. Congrats again on um, the defense, the upcoming defense of your doctorate and all your hard work. I know you're still doing Science Saturday. Did I say that right? Science Saturday? Yeah. We'll uh-huh. look for you there. <laughs> we're going to put up links to where our audience can find out that information about Sabrina Joe. And we're going to have you back post-doctorate and have you talk to us a little bit more about all your research and where all that is headed. But Happy National Senior Health and Fitness Day, Serena Joe. You, you got anything special planned coming up at all? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just going to find some type of joyful movement. And if I yeah. could add, you know, one thought about, you know, exercise and, and, and National Fitness Day is that I, I know for me over the years, variety is the key. So I you know, certainly I, I research these things and I say, well, these are great recommendations, but you have to find something that you enjoy. And it turns out, especially for me, I enjoy doing lots of different things. So I, I just want to encourage people to, you know, keep an open mind and, you know, your physical activity program doesn't need to be just one type of thing or one type of activity. Um, maybe sprinkle in a lot of different fun things that add variety. Maybe go for a walk, maybe um, do a little bit of uh, kind of fast walking, maybe walk uphill, and then maybe do some stretching. All of those kind of things contribute to an overall kind of um, balance, but keeps you kind of going, too. Yeah, like maybe one day do some yoga or tai chi, and then the next day maybe dabble in some resistance training. <laughs> I mean, it really, the, the, the great news is that even small efforts really do um, add meaning to, to health and fitness. So um, if, if anything, I'm, I'm hoping that we get away from like a regimented, strict structure related to exercise and we really just kind of intuitively move the way that we feel that we want to. I think that's helpful both physically and mentally. Therinja, it's always great to talk to you um, and we'll catch up again soon, but thanks so much for your generous time and uh, the best to you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everyone. My thanks to Gary Ford and Serena Joe for joining us today on the wonderful event, National Senior Health and Fitness Day on the day of. We're so grateful for this advice and all the events across country. Please check it out. Look in our show notes for more information about National Senior Health and Fitness Day. And be well, be safe, and let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show on radio and podcast. Stay healthy, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody.